Hey everyone, it's me, Coralie, and welcome to my podcast, Coralie's Anxieties. Hey everyone, sorry there was no podcast Tuesdays or Thursday. I think I just needed time to reflect on the week's um, events. It's a lot to digest, especially coming from a country like Canada where, yeah, we I mean, we do protest. We have had some riots in Vancouver and in some of our other cities. But to see the amount of people supporting Black Lives Matters globally is 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 amazing. Uh, you know, I'm proud to be human for the first time in a long time, and I don't mean it. I'm not proud of who I am, but to finally see people banding together to start to realize that globally as a community, we can start seeing each other as equals. Systemic racism has to stop. This has been needed for a long time. I'm sorry it cost the life of someone. There is no reason for this loss of life. And I think you all agree that it's time for change. It's time to listen. It's also time for us to reflect on ourselves. In order to change what's been going on in the world, we need to look inside and change ourselves. Change the way we see things and how we view things. I hope that these protests don't stop anytime soon. I hope it continues. Because as soon as something stops, we start to forget. And we can never forget any of the people that have lost their lives from violence, police violence, or people have lost their lives against hate crimes and discrimination. It's time to stop. We are all one. We are all brothers and sisters on this planet. Just because you live in a different region, you read a different book, your skin is a different color, you wear your hair different, you're still human. And I think with, with this Black Lives Matter movement, a chance for all of us, it doesn't matter where you are, to look inside. It's time for change. Well now, on a lighter note, it's been a busy week. Salons have started to open back up here. Did a short shift Monday, did a longer shift on Thursday. The gyms have reopened. I finally got to go to the gym on Friday. I felt like a stuck pig, not going to lie. I mean, normally for me, I can do 40 minutes on the treadmill and barely break a sweat. It's hard to believe that three months of sitting at home, <laughs> eating bonbons, probably drinking too much alcohol. Whew, I felt like I'd been in a sauna after 20 minutes. I was, yeah, I was a, I felt like a stuck pig. Just to tell you the truth, it was gross. And I went back to the gym today. I mean, it's been amazing. We're only allowed to be in there for an hour, so my workout has to be tailored a little differently than normal. But I guess in some sense, I start to feel like we're going back to some type of normal. This week was the first week I was actually setting my alarm to get up. And 
you know, the first day I went off, I kind of, I bounced out of bed and was excited. But, I mean, as the week pro- progressed, I, you know, I was kind of like thinking, well, it's kind of nice not having the alarm on. But at the end of the day, it's really nice to get back to some more normal routine and normal structure. So I think we'll continue with the podcast on, on Tuesdays and Thursdays instead of doing them daily. I will probably have to do them the day before so they're ready to go. The Tuesday, I may be able to do Tuesday. The Thursday, I'm, I'm going to be working, so I won't. But, yeah, I th- you know, I think it's time to to move forward. Now, as the name of the podcast goes, Coralie's Anxieties, it's um, it really is my anxieties. And, and there's one thing, I've been doing a Monday support group I'm not going to be able to continue with that, unfortunately, or or if I do continue, it's going to have to change in some focus. But the time I've spent at home these last 80 days has given me a lot of time to reflect on a lot of different things. Internal love. Where do my anxieties come from? Trying to be a better person. My anxieties have almost completely fallen off. Is that... Is that because we're not commuting? We're not jockeying for spot in the coffee shop or the parking lot? Because we're not putting ourselves in a situation where we have a lot of stress? I think so. I think this last 80 days, and I hope for you and, 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 and people you know, have taken time to reflect on themselves. Those of us who haven't been able to work because we work in in industries where we're frontline workers. I know a lot of people were able to work and and continued working. And, and, and quite often, quite you know, there's lots that have been working from home, which is, you know, I mean, it changes your routine. So I'm hoping those people that did have to work, that got to work at home, that, you know, and if they're suffering from some type of anxiety, that they were able to come to terms with a little bit and, and, and look inside. I see on the cover of the Time magazine, it, it's an anxiety-based cover. And now that I think about it, and I don't buy magazines very often, I, I think when I go back to the grocery store, if it's still on the shelf, I may pick it up and have it, and have a read at it because, you know, we are kind of in this time of anxiety. And I think it has a lot to do with with technology, what's going on, those pressures to meet our mortgage payments, our rents, our car payments getting our kids to and from school, worrying about our parents. That's a lot. It's a lot. You're reflecting back in time, thinking that, you know, 150 years ago, people, if you lived somewhere and you decided you didn't want to live there anymore, you just literally up and moved. And back in my hometown, there's a a historic site and, when you go through the historic site, there's one one of the houses you get to go through and you can do the tour. But this is years ago. I remember the the lady that was working in the house and kind of talking to you about how the home was built and why it was built the way it was. But she also said that when people would decide they no longer wanted to live in a location, they would burn the house down. And it wasn't to be destructive or to sell it for a profit. They would burn the house down because they wanted to take the iron nails out of the ashes. 
because iron nails, you know, in the 1700s and 1800s weren't cast or manufactured the way we do currently with automation. They had to be made by a blacksmith. And that become very costly to buy a pound of nails to build your house. So sweat equity could build the house, burning the house down to retain your nails and, and maybe your stove and whatever other iron, whatever black iron you may have had in your home to up and move. And then you could go with your wagon and horse or on your horse or whatever it is and, and, and move to the place that you want to be and not worry about making money off of real estate, not worried about the, the social things that we have today that make us put ourselves in a situation mentally where our anxieties come to a forefront. Is it really worth it? If, if, if 150 years ago people burnt their houses down so they could move, so they could get the nails back, that, that seems pretty legit to me. You know, if your blacksmith has to make your nail, and they're expensive, I, I can't imagine, like, the, the ratio of what those nails would have cost, you know, 150, 200, or 300 years ago to build those wood structures. But if your detachment from your home was as about the nail and not the actual structure, and there was no anxiety about burning your house down, you just wanted to get your nails back so you could build your next structure in the next community you decided to settle in. So reflecting on that and thinking about how things have changed, and I even think leading up to, you know, the 1930s, I don't know if we had the social anxiety because we weren't dealing with the same things that we're dealing with today. But since the end of World War II, this nuclear family idea, living in a box, having the house, the spouse, the two kids, the dog, the cat, the car, the white picket fence. That dream has evolved and changed so much, it's left us with a lot of anxieties. So when I see what's going on in the world today, after most people or a very big amount of the people being home for 30, 60, 90 days and getting pent-up anger, rage, anxiety, because not everybody that stayed home quashed their anxieties, like myself. A lot of people had anxieties go up because they had bills to pay and, 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 and things to take care of that they weren't able to do so because they're living above their means. And then, and then when you see this atrocity that happens... I can understand why so many people are out and outraged, and we should be. As human beings, worldwide, we should be fucking outraged. This has to stop in every country for every reason. We have to love each other. So as we change, as we move forward, as we start to change the way we view ourselves, and the way we view the world. Maybe those things that were once important to us, the big home, the multiple cars, the big trips, maybe it's time to reset everything. Get rid of the anxieties, get rid of the hate, the hurt, and start living a little more simple. 
I only think it's been the last 70 to 100 years that we've been in a situation where we are. Now, granted, when it comes to race and, and discrimination, that's been going on for a long time in the world. But we are on a point now where we can change that collectively, globally, as brothers and sisters. But when we change things, we need to change everything. We need to change the way we live, the way we commute, the way we work. What is really important at the end of the day? Because when we're dead, whatever we had before means nothing. Yet we spend our whole life worrying about things that don't matter instead of worrying about the things that do matter, family, our friends, making sure people are safe. You know, you see in older movies where somebody would help an old person across the street or a gentleman would hold a door open for a woman or a family or just the persons behind them out of curiosity, like out of courtesy. We've lost that because we've become so self-indulge. I hope that this Black Lives Matter movement can bring us all closer together, can all make us see what we're not doing for each other. And just maybe, just maybe our anxieties will go away. And the people we call your neighbor, doesn't matter what color their skin is, it doesn't matter what they read, that we're good to each other, that we start to realize we are all connected. We are all spiritual beings having a human experience. We are all from the same energy source. We are all godlike, And we need to start treating each other that way. Anyways, this is my Sunday podcast. I love you guys. I hope you've enjoyed this. I just wanted to reflect on the world events some of the things going on in my life, thinking about how I can make my own change internally and, 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 and be productive and happy. I mean, I love everybody. I do. I, I don't see, I don't see people being different. They're people, they're human. And, and I think, you know, we get complacent with that. So anyways, I'm not sure what the Tuesday podcast is going to be. Maybe it's going to go back to more dildo talk. I don't know. I kind of like the dildo talk the other week. So could be that. One never knows. Anyways, peace, love, and namaste.